This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everyone. I can't believe it's August already. Are you taking care of yourself first in order to take care of those around you? Seriously, though, think about it. Be truthful with yourself. Hey, this is Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where I work hard every day to support your auto repair shop success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. Also, if you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, then feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Okay, so let's get started with episode 72, Proceed with Caution. I've talked about this in other episodes. I don't know how deeply, but I really feel like we're on the precipice of of something else here. Um, I've been in the industry for 30 years. Some of you shop owners that have been in it for 10 years or less. Mm, I mean, I know COVID and the pandemic was kind of stressful, but really all of our industries turned out really, really good outside of that. But I feel like there's a sense of laziness, lackadaisicalness is what my old football coach used to call it. I feel like as shop owners, we've been doing really well for a really long time. And where this is coming from is I was contacted by a shop owner last week. He's like, hey, Chris, I've got a shop. I want to open a second and a third location. And my question to him was, is like, okay, when was the last time you were gone for a month on vacation or whatever? And had zero input in the shop. And his answer was never because I'm not ever away from the shop for more than a couple hours a day. My follow-up question was, okay, when you transition from this first shop and go to the second shop, can you leave that first shop for six months and not walk in there one day and be in that second shop every day for six months in order to spin it up? He's like, no. And I said, you're not ready for a second shop. But even if your dream or goal is not a second or third shop, I just feel like we're getting lazy. And so if this is the wake up call you need, then, then I hope so. Like we have to take a look now and be prepared before it's too late. I'm going to talk a little bit about my thoughts. And then I've got some thoughts on what we need to start doing in order to, to push our businesses forward to make sure we get through this. I've never seen anything like what's going on now. And Whenever it comes to a screeching halt, we just got to be ready. I'm just concerned. And people ask me all the time, Chris, what does the future look like? And I'm like, I don't know, because we're seeing things that we've never seen before. We've never seen this type of recession with as many people working. And then I've got some, I pulled some articles together. So I'm going to be reading some stats and things like that um, to to further drive home these points a little bit. But let's go ahead and, and move into it deeper. And I think I came up with 16 bullets or 16 numbers here of things that I wanted to bring up specifically. They're not in any specific order. Number one, I feel like as we're more successful and we're getting, you know, a little fat and happy, we get lazy in the business, right? Calling it what it is. And creep starts to set into the business. Our expenses rise. Um, I know we're having to give employees pay raises and things like that, but our our expenses kind of get out of control 
And if you haven't done an expense audit in over a year, I guarantee every shop out there probably has $500 to $1,000 worth of stuff a month that if they looked at it, redid it, reshop it, that you could cut out. And that may not sound like a lot, but if you've got creep in that area, then you may have other issues in the other in other areas. So I want you right now to look at your expenses and get rid of the wants and only keep the needs. Get rid of the things that you want and only keep the things, the expenses that your business needs to stay running with. Number two is stop being distracted and focus on what got you through COVID. I feel like as an industry, we came together during COVID and we all locked arms and we're like, holy crap, I don't know what's going to go on, but we're going to figure it out. We're going to go back to basics. We're going to take better care of the customers anymore than we ever have. And um, we're going to do videos. We're going to make sure that our phone scripting is on point. Our service advisors are going to beat them with a stick if they're not doing what we say or if they're not following company policies and procedures. And everybody's so busy that we've forgotten about that. You talk to people like, oh, I'm booked two weeks out, three weeks out, and their customer service is starting to go on the toilet, so to speak. You need to get back to right now, make it a habit now, because what happens is if this goes completely upside down and you're reacting to it after the fact, you're going to be lagging behind. Get control of this now. All of your processes and procedures need to be scrutinized, improved, and followed, and you need to hold your employees accountable. It's time to to stop the vacations, get back to work, do what you need to do. My number three bullet is probably should be my number one bullet. This is the thing that concerns me the most and keeps me up at night when I'm thinking about how it's going to affect our industry and it's credit. I think the biggest issue and the thing that's going to slow us down the most is people are going to run out of money. People can't buy cars, used cars, they buy them, they have to fix them up and that's great for us. And people want to spend money and have money to spend. But my fear is that people are putting it on credit cards. They're doing other financing and things like that, which is fine. They're big people. They can do whatever they want. But what I'm telling you is if you don't have four or five different financing options for your customers, we have to give them choices And because if their credit cards tapped out and the credit in America goes upside down and these people have no cash, they have no reserves, um, their debt's high, then they're not going to be able to pay us. And we're going to be back to doing oil services and nothing else. And you're going to have to have an alternative way for those people to pay. And I don't really have a good suggestion for it. If you look at Amazon and WiseTac and what some of those people are doing If you get on Amazon right now or somewhere else and try to buy a pair of underwear, they'll give you like four easy payments of of $342 for underwear or whatever. So that's out there. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know this is something that we need to be concerned about and we need to be talking about. And I've got some data from the Federal Reserve Bank that I looked up and then I'm going to read to you and then do with it what you will. AutoLeap is a cloud-based, all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth. 
75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. I was able to get this research. This has been done within this week, and I'm just going to read the article to you. Data from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York released yesterday revealed that Americans are shielding themselves from inflation by forming an alliance with an old enemy credit card debt. The study found that credit card balances grew 13% year over year, the largest jump since 2002. According to New York Fed researchers, that increase can be partially attributed to consumers struggling with rising prices. Inflation hit 9.1% in June, its fastest pace in four decades, and Americans are collectively responding, not now, maybe next month. U.S. credit card balances in quarter two shot up by $46 billion over the previous quarter, and the total amount of outstanding credit card debt climbed to a nice even $890 billion. Collectively, consumers opened up about 233 million new credit card accounts in the second quarter. Coincidentally, oh, this is just, they tried to make a joke. I'm not even going to read that. And, And if you dig into it a little bit deeper, they go in and they talk about the bill isn't being split evenly, though. According to data from Vantage Score, card usage is jumping the most for younger consumers and those who already have low credit scores. The balances of Americans 25 and younger jumped 30% in quarter two, and people with credit scores below 660 saw a spike of about 25%. If you look at the data on your clients, and if you can put your customers in either of these categories, we got to watch out for this. This is what's going to get us. This is what's going to kill our industry, in my honest opinion. And while household finances remain in a strong position, delinquency rates saw a slight uptick approaching pre-pandemic levels. I read a lot. Like every morning, I get up and read for 90 minutes before I even start my day. And I read a lot of different magazines, online email, things like that. And this is the thing that I thought was going to take us down in October of 2023. But we're a year ahead, like whatever has happened has sped it up a year and I'm really concerned. So think about credit and being able to have ways for your customers to pay the bill, basically, if all other options run out. Um, Number four, we have to be prepared to do things in new and innovative in new and inventive and innovative ways and do not get stuck in the I've always done it this way or that's how we used to do it. Like our industry, even though it mostly stays the same, it's rapidly advancing. And if you're just now getting into a cloud-based point of sale system and you're just now getting into texting customers or even just emailing customers, you are about, you are years behind already. And I just use that as an easy example, but you have to think outside the box. How can I advance this business and keep it moving? Number five, pay attention to the world around you. And we can even add to this, make your own opinions. I don't hardly trust most of the things I see on the news anymore. There's a debate going whether we're in a recession or not. You look at certain political parties and they're like, no, we're not in a recession, even though we've had a decline 
two quarters in a row, whatever. That's not technically what a recession is, but that is the way we've always defined one. But I will back up my statement a little bit and be like, maybe this is the new world. Maybe we're not in a recession. Also, what I mean by paying attention to the world around you, if you will look and read, there are a lot of companies that are starting to lay off people. It's a daily occurrence and has been for the last month. There are big companies around you laying people off. There are, and then every time that happens, anything associated with those people feels it. And then it's just like the trickle down. Tesla earlier in July laid off people. I talked to a guy, actually he's a guy that we were able to hire for service up, the other company that I work with. He was working for Vroom and Vroom just came in and just axed a whole sales force, delivery drivers, everything in a certain area and got rid of like a hundred employees. And that was just in one city, which is great if you know, all those people are looking for jobs now, but it's not necessarily the people that we want technical wise for a business. Maybe find a service advisor from it. Just this last week, I pulled this article out. Um, Robin Hood cuts 23% of its Robin Hoodies. Less than 100 days after laying off 9% of its employees, Robin Hood announced Tuesday that it would slash another 23% in a second round of layoffs. In a message to employees in which he used the word Robin Hoodies three times, uh, CEO took responsibility for the cuts, blaming his ambitious hiring during the pandemic. Um, the company's layoffs match a broader vibe shift in employment. The total number of job openings fell to a nine-month low of $10.7 million in June, which suggests the labor market is softening a bit. I want to step back and say one thing is I don't, I don't want you to get the feeling like I'm chicken little and I want you to be like running around screaming in the streets like your hair is on fire and you're going, oh my God, the world is coming in. I don't think that at all. I just think we have to be prepared for it. And so, you know, those first five bullets is just me talking about maybe quote unquote justifying what my thought process has been and how I've come up with this. And the next several ones, I'm going to talk about what we need to be doing in order to survive this. Number six, pay off existing debt. Debt looms like a dark cloud over everybody. When a recession hits, um, those obligations remain regardless of your profit and loss margins. You need to design an aggressive plan for paying it off as soon as possible. If you haven't listened to any of my auto shop profits and cash flow webinars, podcasts, etc., and or been to one of my person, um, my in-person training sessions, it's time you checked it out. Number seven, understand your numbers. To prepare your business, you must understand your financial numbers and projections. This is another one where I've gone back. I've had clients that I've coached for three, four, five years. Numbers was a great thing. We talked about numbers all the time, and I try to pull them back in and focus on the numbers. But this is another area where people have gotten lazy and don't know their numbers like they should. I've got shop owners that, you know, I taught them how to read an income statement. They used to, like, I would talk to them the day after they, the month ended, and they could tell me right off the top of their head without looking what their total sales was, what their gross profit was, what their net was, everything like that. And these same shop owners right now, I'm having to redirect and refocus because I said, how did the month turn out for you? And they're like, ah, it was okay. And I'm like, well, what were the numbers? And they're like, I don't know. So I got a question. Like, if you did know your numbers cold and you don't now, why not? What has been the change for you not to know your numbers? 
So anyway, we're going to continue with number seven. So also create a detailed plan of projected income and expenses each year. Evaluate efficiency. Where's the money going and how can you increase your return on investment? Um, discover what aspects drive the most value. Are there areas that could be grown and improved? Um, I want you to keep an eye on your financial statements and review updated reports regularly. What are your KPIs? Do you have 5, 10, 15, 20? Do you know? Do you not know? Do you not know what a KPI is? It's time to get all that. We've got to lock it down before, before we lose it. Number eight, expand your customer base. Uh, and I know everybody out there is going, Chris, I'm two weeks out. How the heck am I going to keep doing this? You got to do it. You can't go into this willy nilly and be like, eh, I'm going to discount those people or discount those people or those people are not my customers or whatever. If we hit in a recession and we lose car account and or people lose credit, we're going to be begging for every person we can get. So we need to make sure that we're getting them now. A recession proof business model We'll do several revenue streams and have an expansive customer base. You need to look into new client acquisition channels and make sure that you have a steady growth rate during a decline. I already talked about this once, but I think it's important enough. I'm going to say it again. Cut expenses. Number nine, look for ways to cut expenses in your business. Can you change suppliers without sacrificing quality? Are there services or perks that you could reduce the keys to trim your costs without losing value? And I'm not talking about firing people, changing their pay plans. I'm talking about expenses, vendors, things like that. Maybe you have a plan and say, okay, at the first sign of a recession or a drop, these are the changes I need to make. At least you've got a plan. When faced with a difficult situation, you know, know what you can and can't live without. 10, it kind of goes along with debt, uh, set aside money. When a recession hits, you'll be better off relying on savings um, before you take on more debt. This could be a problem if your cash reserves are empty or you're tapped out. You need to start setting aside money now while your profits are steady. And number 12, manage inventory. If you keep inventory low, your money won't be tied up in stock. And by stock, I mean your inventory. When a recession hits, liquidating assets can be complicated during a decline and everything's going to be worth less. You know, the solution to that is manage your inventory costs without inconveniencing your customers. Look at your point of sale system and determine if you are overstocked. You know, maybe you can outsource part of that. Maybe you can send some back. Maybe you just need to have a fire sale and get rid of some of those things. You need to be doing an inventory turn calculator or whatever. You need to look at how many times you turn your inventory over. Most places recommend eight to 10 a year. I say 12 or more. I want you to turn all of your inventory on a monthly basis. If you have six oil filters for a certain amount of car, I need you selling all six of those every month. If you can turn it more than a month, if you could do 24 in a year and sell everything in two weeks, that would be great. Again, I want you turning all of your inventory on a monthly basis and making sure that we're not over on that. Number 13, when I was talking about customers, customer acquisitions, this is diversify your marketing channels. Again, what we learned during COVID and the pandemic was, let's go back to Facebook. Let's do videos. Let's reconnect with those people. Um, you need to look to diversify your marketing channels to draw in new clients and promote your company. Diversification means your efforts have a greater reach and you can gain new customers while continue to engage your regular customers. Um, and this is going to help your business become more resilient because you'll be gaining exposure from the multiple channels. Number 14, 
establish a success attitude. It's easy to be on top of the world when everything's great and there are no quote unquote issues. But the first time, I think it's Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. So how many punches can you take and keep a smile on your face and have a plan? If one punch knocks you out, we haven't done a very good job. Okay, so I need you to establish a success attitude. You wake up every morning, you look in the mirror. I'm awesome. The day's awesome. The shop's awesome. We're going to make it through. There's the saying, mind wins over matter, holds some validity in the business world. You know, you need to establish a positive mental attitude to foster innovation and expansion. And you have to lead by example so your employees believe in the mission and the future. Remember, you're patterning their behavior. When times are uncertain, you need a staff who believes the company will succeed and it starts at the top. If you walk in every day, Eeyore, and walk out every day, Eeyore, that's who you'll find yourself surrounded by is a bunch of Eeyores. Number 15, how do you think about credit? Do you think about credit at all? What's your credit score? Do you know your business credit score is separate from your personal score? You need to evaluate and talk about, think about ways you can increase your credit score so your business looks dependable to lenders. And, you know, consider opening a line of credit. It's easier to launch before a recession hits. Um, if you decide to start a line of credit, you only use it for emergencies to keep debt low. I know a lot of shop owners have money sitting around from the PPP and the idle loan. That's great. If you've got debt, my suggestion is to take that money now and pay off that debt and then leave the rest in the bank. And finally, preparation is key. You know, preparation is the key to surviving a recession. Focus on these ways to ready your business for uncertain times. You know, you want to employ strategies that will land you on top and allow your business to continue growing even during these challenging economic periods. You know, I've been through COVID, the pandemic. I've been through local issues that caused issues in my shops. I've been through, you know, the 2008, the housing crisis. I've been through the Firestone recall and all of that. And most of you may not remember, but there were a lot of things that affected our business out of that. Couldn't get tires, couldn't sell tires, couldn't help people replace tires, all kinds of things. So I've been through probably two handfuls of national and local crisis, and there's always going to be something there. But even if the if the recession doesn't come, even if things don't get worse, you know, be prepared for anything that comes across. And I'm telling you now, it's time to tighten up the ship and make sure that your business is on great footing to be successful for the next two, three, five years, okay? I don't mean to be chicken little, but if I don't say these things, I don't know where you're going to hear it. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me, chris at autofixsos.com, or give me a call at 940-400-1008. I, in this moment, am challenging you to be a gorilla in a world of monkeys. It's time to rise and grind, everyone. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the aftermarketradionetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.